I didn't have a problem showing up to family events. I didn't have a problem staying disciplined and going to work because now marijuana wasn't overwhelming me at that time in my life. It was out of my life and I could focus on other things. It gave me so much time back. I just felt so much better about myself. My entire outlook changed without being high all the time on marijuana. I'm Doug Bopes, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and today's a special day because it's episode one of an eight-part series on the podcast on cannabis. Now, the cannabis series will release every Thursday for the next eight weeks, including today's solo episode, and I'm really excited to share this with you. So today's episode is going to be a solo with me talking about the mission behind the series, as well as me sharing five of the amazing gifts that have come from me not using cannabis. As many of you may or may not know, on October 21st of this year, it will mark 15 years of me being in recovery, and that includes from cannabis. And when I'm talking about cannabis, I'm specifically talking about marijuana and THC. So outside of today's solo episode, for the next seven weeks after this, you will hear from some of the top experts in the world each week, every Thursday, on all things cannabis. And I'm so excited to share this with you and expect to learn things about cannabis as it relates to mental health, psychosis, the brain, how it impacts kids, addiction, recovery, and more. And so my mission with this series is not only to educate myself, but to educate my listeners, my followers, parents, kids, and others. My mission is not to demonize or shame people about their relationship with cannabis. My mission is just to use my platform for good and to inspire people and to educate people. And what I'm about to share with you about the gifts that I have received from quitting cannabis is just based on my own experience. So I really want to preface that. So I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. And with that said, here are five of the amazing gifts that came from me quitting cannabis. And a lot of these benefits happened within the first year of my recovery from cannabis. Number one is my brain healed. I started to remember things better. When I was getting high all the time on marijuana, I had a hard time remembering things. I had a hard time thinking clearly. I didn't have any goals or aspirations. I felt just that my mind was a bit blurry. I felt like I wasn't firing on all, on all cylinders. I felt like my brain was completely wired for instant gratification because I was using marijuana as a way to cope with negative emotions, as a way to cope with anxiety as a way to cope with stress and a lot of my circumstances that were happening around me at that time in my life, I was used to whenever life got hard, you know, reaching for the pipe or the bong or, or whatever to make sure that I could do what I could to numb the pain right away. And when I gave that up and I stopped doing that, um, what happened was I felt like my brain over time started to heal and I felt that I could start to, again, remember things better. I started to have goals. I started to have aspirations again. 
I started to be more patient when making decisions and I was less inclined to do something based on impulse. So again, I felt like my brain started to heal and I felt like I could start to finally think clearer again, which didn't happen when I was getting high on pot, getting high on marijuana. And I felt very hopeful because for the longest time when I was getting high on, on marijuana, I was often told that, you know, weed, pot, marijuana destroys your brain. And the more you smoke it, the more you do this, like the more of an impact it's going to have on your brain long-term and you're killing brain cells and so on and so forth. So I was convinced that my brain was going to be forever like in this state where I wasn't able to think in a certain way. I wasn't going to be able to remember things. I wasn't going to be able to have a normal brain anymore because of you know what I had heard about marijuana and also what I, what I had experienced. Because the truth is I did have a hard time remembering things. I did have a hard time thinking clearly. I did feel fuzzy throughout the course of the day when I was getting high. I felt all those things, right? So one of the greatest gifts is that my brain healed. Number two, improved quality of life. My life when I was getting high on marijuana looked like this. I would spend all day, every day doing nothing but getting high with my friends, eating unhealthy food, sitting on the couch, watching TV, just not doing a whole lot of anything. I had a hard time showing up to work when I needed to. I was afraid and, and ashamed of going to family events because I was worried that they were going to know that I was high. I had a hard time looking at myself in the mirror because I knew I was just miserable and unhappy with myself based on my circumstances at that time in my life. And also these choices that I was making with getting high on a regular basis, I just looked at myself. It was just incredibly disappointed. No self-confidence, no self-esteem. My complete outlook on life was horrific because I only saw it in the context of marijuana and this religion that came along with it. Like all I cared about all day and every day was who I was going to get high with, what type of food I was going to eat after, what music are we going to listen to on the car ride while we're getting high? Who do I have to scheme to be able to smoke for free? If anybody you know calls me that's not helping me in that situation, they don't matter to me. Like All that stuff was just horrible, right? It was rotting my life. Once I quit marijuana, which is when I was in jail, the first day I went to jail um, was the last day that I did any drugs, my quality of life started to improve. I started to you know, work out, as many of you know, when I was in jail. I started to focus more on nutrition. I started to focus more on what I wanted for myself in life. I started to be disciplined. I started being able to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I was motivated to change my life. I was motivated to do certain things in my life. I didn't have a problem showing up to family events. I didn't have a problem staying disciplined and going to work because now marijuana wasn't overwhelming me at that time in my life. It was out of my life and I could focus on other things. It gave me so much time back. I just felt so much better about myself. My entire outlook changed without being high all the time on marijuana. So first thing is my brain healed. The second thing is it improved my overall quality of life. The third thing is that it improved my mental health so much. It's funny, initially, when I started to get high, I was doing it because I felt like it was helping my anxiety. It was helping my stress levels. It was helping me to, to self-regulate. And what I found was it did the opposite of that long-term. Like I found that the more I smoked and the more I smoked, the more anxious I became, the more paranoid I became, the worse I was at dealing with my emotions, right? 
And so I say that because when I was getting high consistently on marijuana, I was often anxious, paranoid, and you know, constantly worried about my life, worried about what people thought of me, worried about people knew what I was up to and that sort of thing. When I stopped, my anxiety rapidly decreased. My paranoia went away. I stopped having panic attacks because when I was getting high on marijuana, I was having panic attacks frequently. As a matter of fact, I was in the emergency room twice while I was high on marijuana. So again, marijuana dramatically hurt my mental health, made me way more anxious, paranoia, crazy amounts of panic attacks, hyper-stressed, more worried. And when I stopped, I felt that my anxiety went down a lot, paranoia went away, anxiety attacks went away. And a lot of that came from me quitting the pot, but it also came from me choosing other paths to deal with my emotions. Because like I said, using marijuana to deal with my emotions and the anxiety and the stress and all that stuff long-term caused more emotional problems for me, caused more anxiety, caused more paranoia. Well, I still had some mental health stuff going on. It didn't all completely go away. Their anxiety, like I said, was significantly reduced. But to deal with that anxiety that I would have, I chose different things. I chose exercise. I chose running. I chose walking. I chose talking to a friend that I trusted. I chose just sitting in peace somewhere. I chose better things. And over time, my mental health improved not only because I had continued to abstain from marijuana, but because I was teaching myself how to properly self-regulate and deal with my anxiety in a healthy way that wasn't going to cost me long-term. I also had way more self-confidence, way more self-esteem after quitting marijuana. The reason is because when I got high a lot on marijuana, I would eat a lot of food, so I would gain weight, and I wasn't happy with my health because I had a ton of body fat, and I looked at myself in the mirror and was just completely unhappy with the way I had treated myself, so that negatively impacted my self-esteem, my self-confidence. I knew the way I was handling my life and the way I was dealing with things was not healthy and was not in the best interest of me, even though I was doing it. And so that made me feel ashamed. I wasn't happy with my current situation in life, so that negatively impacted my mental health. And so after quitting marijuana, after getting out of jail and changing my life, I started to feel more confident because I was finally taking care of myself in a way that I knew I needed to. I was finally staying disciplined. I had hope in my future. Again, because my brain had healed, I could think more clearly and I just had a more positive outlook on life because I believed in myself more. I felt a sense of accomplishment because I quit doing something that I knew was destroying my life, but at the time, I couldn't give it up because I thought I needed it to survive and deal with all of my problems, even though it was making all of my problems worse. So when I stopped using that as a crutch and I got into recovery, I realized that my overall mental health improved because of the increase in self-confidence, self-esteem, reduction in anxiety, making the panic attacks disappear, and then also learning how to deal with my emotions and my mental health in a healthy way. So that's number three. Number one, brain healed. Number two, improved overall quality of life. Number three, improved overall mental health. Number four is an improvement in relationships. When I was getting high on pot all the time, I had no connection to myself at all. I didn't know who I was whatsoever. I was doing whatever I could to fit in with the people around me so that I could be quote unquote cool. 
I was doing whatever I could to seek validation from other people to fill this void that was empty inside of me because of my low self-esteem and my low self-image. I didn't know who I was at all. I had lost myself completely in this addiction and religion of marijuana, and I was completely disconnected. When I quit marijuana, when I was in jail, I started to reestablish connection to myself. I started to think about who I was as a person, who I wanted to be. I started to take responsibility for my actions and my behaviors because I wasn't as ashamed of myself anymore and I wasn't blaming other people for my problems because I was unhappy with where I was in my life and the actions that I was doing. I started to reconnect to myself and develop some goals. I started to reconnect again to my mental health and realized how much I had been putting it on the back burner before I went to jail. I realized that I wanted more for myself. There was a part of me that still had hope and still had belief, right? That all came when the substances were out of my system. And so because I was able to reconnect with myself and determine what I wanted for myself and for my life, I started again to be able to take responsibility and see things differently and say, oh, it wasn't just my parents' fault. Oh, it wasn't just the kids in school's fault. Oh, it wasn't just this person's fault. I had a role in this because I could think clearly. I improved my mental health and my relationship to myself and the way I connected to myself dramatically improved. And so when that happened, now I'm able to take that knowledge and use it in other relationships and use it to improve the relationships with people in my family. Because now my guard's not as up nearly as much as it was. I was still angry. I was still upset, but not nearly to the effect of when I was getting high all the time before I went to jail. I was able to understand my role in these things and know that if I was going to be able to improve the relationships with other people in my life, it had to start with myself and it had to also start with me taking full ownership and accountability, something I never did when I was getting high. Never, ever. Nothing was ever Doug's fault, ever. And so I slowly but surely started to work on the relationships with my family and started to improve them. I was less reactive in tense situations because before when people in my family or when somebody would say something to me about my habits and what I was doing, I was hyper reactive, hyper defensive. Nothing was ever my fault, like I said, and that created way more tension in my relationships. But now that I could think clearly, I wasn't always on edge. I wasn't as defensive. I wasn't as paranoid. I wasn't as self-conscious about what was going on in my life. I knew I was on the path forward. I was able to have more constructive conversations around that. And then I also started to see that the quality of the people that I spent time with mattered. That if I spent time with people that were constantly making bad decisions, that it was likely I was going to begin to make bad decisions again. That if I spent time with people who weren't into health and wellness and the things that I had gotten passionate about after getting out of jail, that I wouldn't be as passionate about those things. I realized that I truly needed to spend time with people that had common futures and not common pasts. And the reason this happened is because of working on the relationship with myself, like I said, establishing some belief in myself, improving my self-esteem and self-confidence and being okay with making my own decisions for me and not trying to please somebody else or the people around me. That was a big game changer because now I was no longer afraid to walk away with certain people that weren't right for me in my life because of fear of what they would say about me. 
because I didn't care. I knew for me that I was making the right decision for what I wanted in my life based on connecting with myself, understanding myself, self-discovery, and then taking that knowledge and pushing it out there and figuring out like what types of relationships and friendships I wanted in my life. Again, it's not to say that people are quote unquote bad people. I don't want to say that at all. All I'm saying is as far as what I wanted in my life and where I wanted to go, I needed to make sure that I was spending time with people that were truly and fully aligned with that. Also, as it relates to this relationship theme, I finally felt comfortable being alone for the first time in my life. I would do whatever I could before I went to jail to spend time with people. I would go to all the parties. I would get high with anybody I could. I would do all these things, all because I was so uncomfortable with sitting by myself on the couch or wherever I was alone and not having people around me. Because I felt that if I didn't have people around me and that I wasn't like, you know, constantly getting high with my friends or, or people in general, that that meant that I was, you know, some sort of loser. I finally found peace when I was just by myself because I was able to harness a lot of that negative energy that would come up when I was alone. And I would think to myself, all right, like now that I'm not focused on spending time with these people, what types of people do I want in my life? Or I would start to have, you know, some self-discovery thoughts on, okay, like, why am I feeling triggered right now? Like, why is this bothering me so much that I'm alone? Or I would be happy that I also found interest in other things, whether that was learning how to cook in alone time, whether that was spending time with my grandparents, whether that was reading more, all these things that came from me being more comfortable being alone, which again came from me quitting marijuana and improving the relationships in my life and most importantly, the relationship with myself. And what I will say from now being in recovery for almost 15 years, my relationships with my family are way better today than they ever have been. Not to say that they're perfect, but they're way better because I've been able to reconnect to myself, work on myself, improve my own life, focus on my side of the street, focus on my mental health, my reactions, how I show up to family events, how I show up in conversations. And because of that, the relationships around me have dramatically improved because before it was totally different. I was coming to family events high, was very reactive, and I was ashamed to come around my family in many ways. And I was also incredibly angry at them because I felt like everything was their fault. I felt that the reason that I got addicted to drugs was their fault. And it wasn't until the drugs came out of my system and I was in jail that I realized that the reason I got addicted to this stuff was because of me choosing to deal with my pain and my adversity in that way. So in the context of relationships, my relationships with people dramatically improved. The types of people I wanted in my life totally changed. And most importantly, the connection and relationship to myself improved so much and improved so much. And that's been one of the greatest gifts. Quick recap of the gifts so far. Number one, brain healed. Number two, improved quality of life. Number three, improvement in my overall mental health. Number four, improvement in my relationships. And the fifth one is this beautiful gift of recovery. Recovery has given me so much peace. It's giving me so much strength. It's giving me so much hope. It's giving me meaning in life. It's given me purpose. It's given me a mission. It's allowed me to see that I can overcome hard things. It's allowed me to see that I can succeed when my back is against the wall. It allows me to see that just because life gets hard doesn't mean that you have to give up on yourself. 
it's allowed me to see that I need to take full responsibility and accountability for how I behave on a, on a daily basis. I've met some amazing people in my life because of recovery. It's given me all these other gifts that I've talked about, right? Improvement in my brain health, quality of life, relationships, mental health. I wouldn't be doing what I am today without being in recovery. People will often ask me, do you regret things that you did? And sure, there's certain things that I definitely regret doing and I still like look at it and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But I look at who I was before getting into recovery, before even being addicted to drugs. I was unconfident, no self-esteem, no purpose, depressed, um, very soft-spoken, um, didn't have my own values, beliefs, that sort of thing. And now coming out on the other side of all that, I have those things. I feel confident about my life and where I'm going. I have high self-esteem. I might still struggle at times with my mental health, but I deal with it in a very healthy way. All of that wouldn't have come without going through what I went through and getting into recovery. And I'm also blessed that I'm able to share my story to help other people, that I'm able to have this podcast, that I'm able to do a series like this, that I'm able to connect with people on social media, that I'm able to speak and do all these things that recovery has gifted me to be able to pay it forward and be of service and to help inspire other people on the power of recovery, on the power of making the most of your second chance and the importance on focusing on how far you've come and not how far you have to go. So these are five of the amazing gifts that quitting cannabis has given me. Again, quick recap. Number one is my brain healed. Number two, improved overall quality of life. Number three, it improved my mental health. Number four, it improved my relationships. And number five, it gave me this beautiful gift of recovery. Hope y'all enjoyed this first episode of the cannabis series stay tuned for episode two next thursday which will be our first expert interview and i cannot wait to share it with you see you next time